today in space. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Today in Space. I am your host, Alex G. Orfanos, and we are going to have a bunch of orbital news this week. We're going to be talking about a new mission that's launching in September, the beginning of September, and we're also going to have a 3D printing update this week uh, because that's been pretty much my life this last week has been a lot of 3D printing um, and just... uh, getting things in order you know um that's that's the that's the trick right there is uh trying to get all the things done that you're supposed to get done and then work on the things that you want to work on the first one is already hard enough getting the things you need to get done um and you know i've talked about this before working on getting my time better scheduled so that way i'm not stepping on myself i I, i'll be able to work on the 3D printing, work on the podcast, work at my regular job that I have to go to. Um, and not only that, have a life. you got to schedule that in too because otherwise you'll zip right by and not spend any time doing on that if you're a workaholic like I am. Um, so that's been uh, my life is uh, working on all those things. And, um, you know, it, it's really easy to forget that you've gone this far, that you've you know gotten better. Uh, something I'm still working on is whenever I get to that point where I'm like, ah, you know, what the hell, things aren't working, say, shut the fuck up. Give yourself a second. Breathe, dude. Breathe. Okay. <sighs> Take a breath. And just look at all the shit that you've done. Look, look at all the things that you work on in a day and be proud of that see that as you're moving forward, you know, and, uh, even though it's motivation for myself, you know, I'm, I'm giving that to you guys too, is, is, you know, when you start setting a plan to work on things, it's all great and dandy. Oh, you know, uh, you know, just make sure you work on that, blah, blah, blah. But that's not the end of it. You know, you also have to make sure that you're giving yourself what you need. You know, for me, I need to be able to look back and see what I've worked on. That's really important for me. That makes me feel like I'm moving in the right direction. And when I don't give myself that opportunity, um, it just feels like I'm just n- just doing the same thing constantly with no results. So whatever it is for, for you that makes you uh, feel good about what you're doing, it motivates you and reinforces the good behavior that you're doing, that's what you should look for. And it takes a lot of introspective work. It takes a lot of being honest with yourself. Uh, you have to be honest about when you're bullshitting yourself because, let's be honest, we all do it. Um, and that's not an easy thing to do. But once you take that step, that plunge into you know being the best person you can be, then it gets easier. And you know there's different steps along the way you need to take. And for me, big step, making myself realize where I'm at. And this has been a good week for it. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of 3D printing stuff, but we're making headway, and I'm glad to be back talking with you guys. So we've got, like I said, orbital news, 3D printing update, and uh, then we'll be back at it again next week. So uh, as always, you know, if you want to help support the show, um, go to uh, this week's show or any show 
uh, on that page and the home page at todayinspace.net forward slash home and use our Amazon link to do your shopping. You know, it's a very easy way to help give back to the show and it costs you nothing. You know, and I know you're already doing the Amazon shopping as, uh, anyways. So uh, kick us back a little bit of that, and Amazon kicks us back a little bit, and it helps keep the lights on here and helps helps us moving forward and work on those science missions we got coming up pretty soon. So uh, without further ado, let's start the show, everybody. Yeah. This week for orbital news. I wanted to talk to you all about the newest launch and mission that's going to be happening here. I think it's September 8th of 2016. It's a mission called OSIRIS-REx. Now, other than being extremely cool to say, uh, OSIRIS-REx is is just as cool as the name implies. And uh, I... I stumbled across it i've i've heard about it for a very long time and you know the the idea behind it but it's very cool even more i look into osiris rex what it is so that's what we're going to be talking about really a lot this week and so let's let's jump into it osiris rex to start is a mission where we're going to go to an asteroid and return well first of all get samples from the asteroid and then return them back to earth now it's the first time we've ever even attempted anything like this from what i can understand and it's a crazy mission if you think about it because you know just going you know the mars rover um all the mars rovers especially curiosity uh, in in particular you know they've gone to a planet done the research and then they're there you know they they live out their time on the planetary object they land on so to have a mission that's going to the planet and then returning things especially sample material to have it analyzed on earth is is a whole nother step and and scientific obstacle to jump over and to to solve you know i think the one we can all relate to is the only time we've really done that is on the moon missions when we brought back moon rocks. So, you know, that is a a, a, a massive undertaking that OSIRIS-REx is doing. And it's part of NASA's New Frontiers program. And you're familiar with the New Frontiers program, but you don't know it. Uh, the New Frontiers program, there's three missions if you include OSIRIS-REx. Uh, one of them being New Horizons, which took us to P- the Pluto system and now officially to the Kuiper Belt, you know, to the objects there. And the other one you also know is Juno, which is on its way to Jupiter right now. And it's going to be telling us the origins of really where Jupiter is, our largest object, and and, and the, the gravitational influence that it has what what is the influence how does it work you know all those things we're going to learn from juno new horizons teaching us about the king of the kuiper belt the dwarf planet the best dwarf planet the best object i would argue in the kuiper belt and bringing us to the kuiper belt for the first time 
all these new things, these new frontiers that we're looking at. See what I did there? OSIRIS-REx is the third mission of that, and it's bringing us a whole new understanding of what's going on and, and what our universe is like. So one of the big things that OSIRIS-REx is going to do well, let's let's talk about what the acronym stands for, because, you know, we we as scientists, we, we make these acronyms and sometimes I'm not going to lie. They kind of suck and they're kind of boring. And you kind of wonder, how did you get that name? Because you're like, OK, so it's clearly a bunch of scientific jargon that you threw into a name. But Osiris Rex, I mean, how'd you get that? So what it stands for is Origins Spectral Interpretation resource identification, and security regolith explorer. I know, I like OSIRIS-REx too. But that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, it, it, it actually tells what the, uh, <laughs> the mission is about. I'm, just, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about, if you look at it, it's origins, comma, spectral interpretation, comma, resource identification, comma and security regolith explorer so it's definitely like they kind of had some of it they're like well we can't do iris rx because that sounds like a drug for your eyes so what if we added uh what would be cool what about cyrus now cyrus is you know what is cyrus well, that doesn't mean anything um what about osiris oh cool egyptian cool that that's cool um Egyptian dinosaur. There it is. Osiris Rex. There we go. <laughs> so what is Osiris Rex going to be doing? What is this new frontier that Osiris Rex, this mission going to bring us a new understanding? And Osiris Rex is going to travel through space for two years. Starting, you know, uh, our launch window is September 8th, 2016. And the launch window extends to October 12th, 2016. So we have pretty much that whole month to launch this mission. It's going to travel to space for two years. And then it's going to approach an asteroid called 101955 Bennu. And uh, I think it was originally designated 1999 RQ-36. So I like Bennu, B-E-N-N-U. And uh, it's actually pretty interesting about Bennu. Bennu is, uh, we're, we're traveling essentially towards, uh, in the direction of Mars. And if I'm not mistaken, I haven't looked this up, my guess is that at least the orbit of Bennu is in the same path as Mars, which is why we're going out there in the first place. Um, we're going to be doing an, uh, a solar orbit and then on our way back around towards Earth, we're actually going to use the gravity boost of Earth to sling us in, towards Mars. And so when we're on our way to then meet up with Bennu, once it gets there, it's going to do this whole surface scanning of the, the asteroid Bennu. But before it even does that, it has to slow itself down. It has to do these, these various maneuvers to slow itself down to the point where it's only going a half mile an hour relative to the asteroid. So it's slowing itself down pretty, pretty much 
to the rotation or to the speed of the asteroid. So relatively, it's like it's just above it. Kind of like a drone, I guess, is a good way to think about it. So what it's going to do is place itself around uh, above Banu to the point where it's rotating. And then it's going to take these, uh, these what I would call surface mapping images. So we're going to be able to understand and, and map the entire asteroid Bennu and know what it looks like, know what the surface is like, then be able to take guesses on what, what it's constructed of, what is inside of it, how good is the surface. And to go back to why we're even at Bennu in the first place, Bennu is one of those asteroids that is filled with the original building blocks of our solar system. And that's basically 4.5 billion years old. And there's very, very good evidence that it's essentially untouched. It's this asteroid that we have found that's like like an like the earliest egg and inside has all the ingredients of what life the building blocks of how our solar system came to be how earth came to be how life started on earth life and so knowing more about what this asteroid has will then help us see you know is is our asteroids a source of water and the molecular comp, uh, molecules that might have made their way to Earth. You know, and what potentially the early solar system had in it, what ingredients were there, are going to help us look for new solar systems and new areas that if we ever need to expand out of desperation or if we get to the point where we can expand we need a place to look for life. So if we can find out what our solar system was composed of, then we can then look for those other solar systems with the same ingredients. It's, it's this understanding of where we came from and then can we then find life in the universe? You know, and, and for all the alien hopefuls out there, this is a huge mission for you guys as well because it's going to help us focus our efforts on where to look. Because right now, I don't know if you've, you've looked at some of those the, the videos that NASA puts out where they zoom into a certain part of the sky. And it's, it's absolutely just insane because you realize that even a pinpoint, a laser point out into the sky could contain an entire galaxy. And then if you even just think about moving, you've already moved light years. So what I'm trying to say is the scope of what you could be looking at out there is so vast and so huge that without any kind of focus or idea of even where to look, you're absolutely out of luck for, for trying to spend your time finding something it's it's like that that uh that futurama episode where bender it's one of my favorite episodes bender gets lost in space and fry goes to that uh 
to that scientific research station that constantly is looking around the universe for uh, I think they were they were trying to find God in the universe, and uh, Fry ends up using it to try and look for Bender. You know, and and it's just as crazy as trying to do that right now. It's it's we have nowhere to look. We don't even know where to look, and there's too much out there, too much, especially for one lifetime. So if we can focus our search and make it more realistic, then we have a better chance of finding life. And at the very least, finding a place where life can exist, because really that's the first place you would look. Now, honestly, I think for aliens, I think we are even more shit out of luck because take the probability of even just finding one place where there may be life. Take that probability, then take into the effect in, into effect the time in which that would have happened. And if you take that into effect, then we've either missed them or they haven't even happened yet. So... We're all shit out of luck unless we have a better idea of what to do. <laughs> and a mission like this, Osiris-Rex, Juno, New Horizons, all of these missions are helping us understand what's actually out there. You know, and I mean, I love theoretical science, and it's great, but I also really love practical science. And, and science we can do today. I love science that we can do today because that means we're doing science instead of talking about doing science. You know, observing and... Uh, observing the real world in front of you as it is today. I mean, I, 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 I don't think I'm in, in the minority here. I think that's something most people can really relate to. What I mean, that's, that's why I love 3D printing and manufacturing in general is because at the end of the day, you have something in front of you, in your hands, physical, created, formed, and it's in your hands. I mean, I guess it's kind of analogous to the seeing is believing kind of thing, but that's powerful. You know, you can't just discount that. It's a powerful, powerful thing. You know, and a lot of the theoretical stuff, a lot of the theoretical science, it's going to take time to come to fruition. So why not, in the meantime, let's do some practical science, some today science. So Bennu is one of those asteroids where we can conduct this kind of observation. And OSIRIS-REx is going to be this really, really awesome mission that, that I plan on following. Now, the mission is going to take about two years to get to Bennu. Uh, and then while it's there, like we said, it's going to surface map the asteroid. It's also going to uh, get close enough to the asteroid. It's going to make this approach and use a robotic arm to then capture the samples. And <laughs> just to show you guys kind of my train of thought, when I first saw that, that it was a mechanical arm, a robotic arm, that was going to basically scoop material up, my first thought was, oh, my God, that's so difficult because, of course, I'm thinking of it as a flyby um, like New Horizons was. So I'm like, oh, my God, how is that satellite going to do that? Like, it's going to come in way too fast. If that arm tried to scoop up, the whole satellite's going to spin out of control the minute it, it digs into the surface. And that's just not going to work. How does that work? 
then I smartened up and I was like, oh, hold on a second. You can do a close encounter and slow down relative to the asteroids, and that's what this mission is doing. But um, the robotic arm and scooping is is not really what it's going to do, but it's close. So, and I don't have all the details yet, but if you go to Osiris Rex's page, which I think is actually called asteroidmission.org, they have this amazing uh, timeline of the mission. Check it out. Seriously, it's going to be this week's episode. This is awesome what they're doing. I, I, I'm super proud of the Osiris Rex uh, team for putting this together. I mean, it, it helps so much. I mean, just click it. You start with the launch. It shows you all the details. You click start. It shows you the rocket. You click lift off. The rocket launches off. And then you're moving on. Then you're, then you're basically following the mission throughout. You know, it explains all the orbital stuff, what it's doing, really short and concise, too. I mean, that, that's so important. And, and HD pictures of both the satellite, Earth, Banu, what it's going to do, you know, even, even different videos, uh, which is really what I was getting to here, which was the sampling. And the arm is, it, it's, it's an arm, but the, uh, it's not scooping up material per se. Like, it's not like a, like the end of, I don't know, uh, a bulldozer or something, you know, it's not, it's not like that. Um, it looks like a little dish, basically. Uh, they're calling it the sampler head, and it's it's the T-A-G-S-A-M, the touch-and-go sample acquisition mechanism. So if you continue closer, basically, they're going to be contacting the surface of Banu for a total of five seconds, right? So this thing is going to hit the surface and then release a burst of nitrogen that's going to release those rocks and surface soil. So basically, it's it's going down, pressurizing for five seconds, and then jumping up. So all this material shoots up. And then the sampler head is going to be taking a bunch of that material. So it's pretty fascinating. Not what I had expected at all, but I guess that's probably the easiest way to make sure that you can actually get a sample is stir up the surface and see what you can grab. So that's that's pretty cool. And so basically, once they get the samples, it's going to bring back uh, at least 60 grams and up to 2 kilograms of sample. And it's going to do that nitrogen burst for... Uh, it has enough nitrogen, sorry, for three attempts. So, you know, just in case the first one doesn't work, we've still got a chance to make sure we get stuff. And it gets stowed in this sample return capsule, which when it's on its return home journey, is going to come back into the atmosphere just like a regular capsule that has human beings or, or supplies from the ISS. And <laughs> it's going to land in the desert, I, I believe Utah or somewhere out in the American desert. And then we're going to return, we're going to bring it back to a lab and identify it. I mean, how fucking crazy is that? I mean, that's awesome. You know, I mean, the, the the lengths that this mission goes to is, uh, in my opinion, really underrated, and we need to be talking about this. This is a crazy fucking mission. Seven years, okay? 
And in seven years, we'll have accomplished something that is brand new, next level, new frontier, where no one has gone before. This untouched gem of the origins of our, of where we came from, of of what we were, what the ingredients of how life could have started. And even more than that, an opportunity to learn where we need to look next. I mean, it's, it's an incredible mission, and I am in talks with the OSIRIS-REx team. Uh, they have this cool thing called uh, the Ambassador Program. And this is for anybody. If, if you want to get involved with this mission, you can do that today. And so all you need to do is, is go to their website. Uh, it's pretty visible, actually. Let me... Let me show here. So it's just get involved. Boom, right there. So they want to make sure they will help teach you about the mission. They'll give you all the the cool stuff. They're going to do the videos on YouTube. And if you want to become trained to represent the OSIRIS-REx mission to the public, you can actually become an ambassador. And that's what I'm planning to do here as well. You know, and over these seven years... The, the plan is to show people this insanely incredible achievement that we're going to try and attempt here starting September 8th of returning an asteroid sample. So if you're interested, definitely go check it out. Uh, they were very responsive, and I'm very excited to get involved. The other thing about Banu that's very interesting, is Bennu is also a very high-priority target for another reason, and that sometime in the 22nd century, Bennu is going to be making a a pass by Earth, and it's one of the high-priority targets for an asteroid redirect because it could possibly based on its trajectory, hit Earth. So, not only is it this great scientific opportunity to learn about the origins of the universe, but by learning more about this asteroid, what it's made of, how dense is it, what's its rotation, what's its momentum, we can then hopefully guess the trajectory and then plan, if we need to make a plan, to defend ourselves against an asteroid that could knock us out just like the dinosaurs. So this is a really fucking important mission for many reasons, that being a pretty big one. So we will be following it here on Today in Space, and uh, we'll be talking more about it soon, You know, especially we'll be doing a coverage of the launch uh, in probably what I would guess the second week is September. So that's going to be a lot of fun, guys. And so OSIRIS-REx, hugely important mission you definitely want to be aware of. And Bennu, the asteroid Bennu. Get to know it. You need to know this asteroid (laughs) for a lot of reasons. But that's about it for the orbital news for this week. And let's move on to the always exciting... 3D printing update. Wow! Wow! 
This week's 3D printing update is brought to you, as always, by AG 3D Printing, a place where you can come and get your ideas brought into reality. This week's update is is more of a message to anyone who's an entrepreneur, anyone who solves problems for a living, who who's independent, works themselves, and it's it's a it's a message of of never giving up, you know, and and taking a bad situation and making a good thing out of it, in your to your advantage, you know, and that that's really what this week has been for us here. It's really interesting when that happens, you know, something happens and at the time you just feel like this is it. Uh, it's over. <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but it this is what it is. How are we going to get this to work? How How is this going to this going to turn out better? Why is this happening? What the hell? What the fuck? That was a lot of what this week was. So let me explain. So as we've talked about ad nauseum with our 3D printing updates, in order to have a good print, you need that first layer on an FDM printer, a printer that spits out plastic out of a nozzle and builds that plastic layer layer by layer because there's a million different ways to 3D print. But in that case... That first layer is the most important layer because it's the layer that's staying on that bed. You know, when you're 3D printing something, the whole thing is moving and building a solid object. And if that solid object isn't secure to the bed, then your print's going to fail. It's going to come off. I've had it happen to me a million times. (laughs) And it sucks every time it does. But that's why you need to make sure that your print is level every time, your print bed. And it brings up a good concept, too, because, you know, my first thought, as well as your first thought might have been, well, why not get, you know, a bubble level? You know, that'll help you level it out. But the fucked up thing is, is it's all relative. Okay. Now, what a bubble level is going to show you is how level you are to gravity, okay? And that's not good in the case of a 3D printer because the bed itself could be level with a bubble level, but that doesn't mean it's level to the most important thing, which is the nozzle putting down the plastic. And to dive more into that, why is that important? Because if the nozzle is level, above that print bed, then that means the plastic that's coming out, the strip of plastic, the layers that are being put down are the same size and have the same amount of adhesion at each step of that. Because the nature of plastic is it's going to shrink after it's been heated and it cools down. So if you're not level and that plastic isn't the same height and it's not cooling at the same rate, then your plastic is shrinking at a different rate and it might just pull off. In fact, it will pull off of your bed. And that's bad news. That means your print's going to fail and you just wasted a bunch of time and plastic. So what happened to us this week was our DaVinci Pro 3-in-1 had some big issues 
to start, we've been really trying to hammer down the print calibration, the, the leveling procedure. So that way we're not dealing with a really sporadic amount of time to do this. You know, it could take me 45 minutes. It could also take me four hours. So clearly that's not good. Something needs to change there, right? So I've been really working really hard to find a procedure that is going to guarantee how much time it's going to take me. As long as I follow that procedure, we know that we're, it's only going to take an hour at max, right? Just throwing numbers out there. So one of the things that we're trying to do is, is like I said, make that procedure. But I've been having an issue lately because one of the parts that helps level the bed has not been working. So just to give you kind of an idea, I know it's tough to kind of visualize it, but I'll hopefully try and paint the picture. So basically there's a plate with four corners. It's a square, right? Those four corners are what the nozzle uses to help make sure that it's level, right? But the thing that actually changes the height of the bed and the level of the bed are three different posts that are threaded rods with like a four-spoked threaded nut, basically. So you basically tell the printer, hit these four corners, and it tells you, turn this one, turn the front one two to the left, turn the right one five forward, and turn the left one uh, four back. So basically, it's supposed to help you get it level. One of those stopped working and the thread was actually slipping it was a disaster now if you don't know what that means basically if the thread's slipping that means the thread is no longer a thread it's been worn out and it's no longer going to grab and hold which if you're using a threaded rod and a spring you need that thing to hold on because it's got force behind that spring right so i was so pissed I mean, I was screaming, <laughs> yelling, like just because, you know, trying to get this underway and, and like always, something else has to happen. It's getting in the way, blah, 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 right? That's just how it is. So instead of getting really, really, really just like beside myself and just being done with it, I said, you know what? Been here before, been R&D. That's, that's every day in R&D. Something goes wrong. Something doesn't go the way you wanted it to. That's fucking R&D in a nutshell, okay? Um, you know, and, and just being an engineer in general, this is what you deal with. So I said, all right, you know what? I'm just going to deal with this tomorrow. Wake up early on Saturday, and I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. So Saturday, I started looking at it and I'm thinking about this and I'm just like, man, all this is, is basically a nut, a threaded nut that is holding the rod at a certain height and it's making that spring compress. So as long as the nut holds, that's all I need. It's really simple, right? So I went out, found out what the thread was, was a nightmare trying to find the right one because it's a metric and <laughs> every place nearby didn't have it. Uh, but I found some and basically all I needed was a, a little socket wrench and I turn it with the socket wrench and I'm good. 
I replaced all of them, and now my printer's upgraded, and it's even better than it was before. So it, it, it's, it's really important to realize, yes, shit happens, it sucks, and it's going to keep happening. It's what you do the next day when you start over. What is your attitude? Are you going to let that bother you? Are you going to let that bury you? Is that it? You're, you're done? You're, it's over? You put all that work in and it's over now? No. Just let your brain rest. Let your brain do what it's supposed to do, which is find a solution. Think out the problem. And if you give yourself that opportunity to do that, you will be amazed at, at the, 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 what's going to happen next. And if you're an entrepreneur, if you're an independent person, if you're going for it in whatever you're doing, know that you're going to run into these things and it's how you deal with those problems that makes you who you are. It shows who you are. You know, I mean, I can't tell you, I mean, you know, I'm I'm the kind of person that, you know, I'm not going to scream and yell at somebody else. I'm going to take it out on myself. You know, that's just me, if you haven't already noticed from listening to the show. So, you know, I felt pretty shitty about myself. I was like, man, this is my fault. You know, I should have been doing this, should have been doing that. But you can't think that way. And and I'm I'm on a I'm I'm been on a kick of of re- rethinking the way I do that stuff. I know that's not healthy. You know, I've been doing that for about 2-3 years now. I mean, really since I started the show is is been this just think about it differently. Think about it in a better way. Be successful for yourself. You know, make yourself a better person. That's what it's about. You know, and I knew the better person, the the better me, the best me would say, it's okay. Tackle it tomorrow. And it worked out. And it's beautiful. And it will work out for you if you do the same. So kind of a message of inspiration this week for AG3D. Um, we haven't had too much to report lately because there's been upgrades and I'm dealing with some other stuff, but we will have more soon and just keep checking out the Instagram page. You know, the Instagram page is where we have all of our prints for the most part. And you know, it's, I've had so much fun with it. I can't believe how much it's grown. And it's also important to kind of take a, a step back and say, Hey, where am I? Look, look, look at what you've done. And that's kind of been, uh, what's been this last week is I'm very, very proud of where we're at right now. And, um, you know, finally have some paying customers and, and more people are learning about it. And that's what I'm looking for. That's what we're trying to do here. Bring your ideas into reality, whether they be a business proposal and a business idea that you have that you can't pay millions of dollars for a mold, you know, before you even have the idea ready. How are you going to get investors if the idea is not even in front of them? You can do that kind of stuff now. This is the 21st century, and you have an engineer with 3D printers. Um, It could be a great gift. You know, Christmas is coming up. Maybe you want to get a gift for someone that's really, really... Uh, just awesome or maybe really customized. You know, we can do all that stuff. I also am a, uh, a CAD designer. I can also design stuff for you. I can provide that service for you guys. Um, you know, we also have 3D scanning. So if you have a part, we've got a customer who's who needs parts for patio furniture. The company doesn't exist anymore. How are you going to get parts? Bring one of them to me. We'll help. We could scan it. 
or we could design it. We can do a whole bunch of things, reverse engineer, and get you the solution you need. That's what AG3D is about. And that is the 3D printing update this week, brought to you by AG3D Printing. Bring your ideas into reality, people. Come check us out, www.ag3d-printing.com or AG3D Printing on Instagram and Twitter. Boom! And that does it for this week for Today in Space. Thank you for listening, everybody. And if you want to help support the show, uh, there's a very easy way. It costs you nothing. I got to do go to the Amazon uh, link that we've got on this week's episode, every episode, and on the homepage at todayinspace.net forward slash home. And once you click that, just do your Amazon shopping like usual. And Amazon kicks us back a little bit of it. And it helps keep the lights on here and helps get us going so we can get these science missions off the ground. You know, uh, we've got a lot of stuff planned. It's uh, time and uh, supplies that we're looking at right now. So um, we're going to do a whole bunch of stuff coming forward. Can't talk about it just yet, but a lot of cool stuff. So uh, that would be great. Thank you so much for everyone who's already supported us through that. You, you guys are awesome. Um, and as always, if you need anything 3D printed, you know, Christmas coming up, you want a really cool gift for that special somebody or family member or anything like that, if you find a model online or if you want to do something custom, AG3D printing, we can help you with that. Um, you know, you've also got the school year starting up. If you've got any college projects that you need to work on, uh, if you're an engineer spe- specifically, you know, uh, maybe you're a, a civil engineer or an architect or even if you're an art major, maybe you're a sculptor and you really are working on something else. Maybe you're a fashion designer. Um, whatever it is, if you need something 3D printed, you don't have to go through the hassle of buying a printer and figuring it out and, and having them needing the money to buy a printer straight out. There are 3D printing services out there. And even better, you have one with your own engineer who's got his own 3D printers and knows how to use them. Moi, and uh, we can just make that work for you. We've got designing services we can offer you. I'm a CAD designer myself. Um, you know, if you need uh, anything 3D scans so that you have a model to then print, you know, if you want to make a replica of something, we can do that as well. Or we can go straight up, find a model online, and we can print it for you. It's really up to you. The sky is the limit. And if you have any ideas, even business ideas, you know, nobody has the, the capital to get an idea off the ground and, and, and make a product. That's not really something that was available to anybody before the 21st century. You know, so you now have the ability to bring something physical into the world, bring your idea into reality. And that's what we're offering here. So if you have any ideas, check us out at www.ag3d-printing.com. Dot com, and we can make that a reality for you. And that's it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Don't forget, go out there, be righteously you, and don't settle for anything. It's not worth it. So go out there, spread love, spread science, and have a great week. We'll see you next time on Today in Space. Space.